Stone. I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way. This week we're exploring the world of travelling for a living, or rather making a living while you're travelling. Digital nomads are the current breed of enterprising business people who tour the world with their laptops, settling wherever takes their fancy, for days or for months at a time, before moving on to fresh horizons. It might be on a beach in Brazil, or in an ancient city in Andalusia, or on a mountaintop in Nepal. These days, provided you have a stable internet connection, you can give up the rat race and work from anywhere in the world. But how can you go about it? Where do you begin? We caught up with Debbie Archangelis, who, as a self-styled remote entrepreneur, makes her living out of helping these nomads earn while travelling. Debbie, welcome to Action Pack Travel. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to speak with you both. Let's start by talking about the offbeat life. What is that exactly? I um, run a website and also host a podcast called The Offbeat Life. So for the podcast, I interview travelers who ditch their nine to five to become remote entrepreneurs and digital nomads. And the website is essentially resources where people can find online jobs, teach them ways on how to get started with that or how to start working uh, remotely. So if you want to give up the corporate life, your website is the place to come, right? Exactly. Yes. What inspired you to start it in the first place? Because it was something that I actually needed myself. I wanted to find resources. And at that time, I really, not just to find resources, but also speak to people who are actually doing it, right? And for me, I love getting inspired by people who have done it, who know what it's like. And I started with the podcast. And then the website started after that when people started to ask for more things that went along with it. So essentially, it was something that I needed. (laughs) And Uh, luckily other people ended up finding use for it as well. So I think for most people, if you've had a a nine to five permanent employment, Mm -hmm. it's really scary to give it up because you're worrying about your mortgage and are you going to pay the bills and where's the next check coming from? What do you have to say to people like that? That is definitely what most people are worried about is the stability part of it. And right now, I think more and more people realize that even work, like even though people thought that it wasn't stable with the pandemic happening, we all realize that it's not that unstable. It's actually one of the most stable things you can do if you're creating income in multiple different ways. Because if one, you lose, then you also have other things that you can depend on in terms of income. And in terms of stability, in terms of that with healthcare, all of those things, you can either buy that yourself, or you can still work remotely and work for a regular nine to five corporate job, but you're just able to work from anywhere as well. So there's different options. But you don't have to go into that office. You don't have to commute in the morning and suffer all the the pain of travel on the way home in the evening. (laughs) Exactly, Peter. Yep. That's exactly why we love this lifestyle. Where do you live? I live in New York City. So it's very, very expensive here. If I had the choice, I wouldn't be here. But my husband works here, a lot of our family. But before the pandemic, I used to travel a lot for work. And we usually travel between down south and up north, usually before the pandemic happened. So your husband doesn't lead the offbeat life? 
but he you do not. Yes, he does not. We are trying to get to get him to that point. So hopefully in the next few years. <laughs> You'd still call yourself a digital nomad, though. So I wouldn't necessarily call myself a digital nomad. I call myself a remote entrepreneur and location independent. Yeah, I guess we're digital nomads, aren't we really, please? Yeah, we can work anywhere as well. We happen to be in one place at the moment because of the pandemic and everything else. But we spend our lives traveling around. You know, my, my office is my laptop and same for you. And we can actually now do it anywhere in the world. I mean, 20 years ago, it was a lot more difficult than it is now, but it, it's really easy now. People don't expect you to have an office like they used to. They expect you to have, and certainly in the UK, to have an office and a landline. I remember people saying, oh, well, if this person's got a mobile, you, that's not a real business. But, uh, but now the days of landlines have gone. You can work from anywhere and do anything, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's really the beauty of this whole thing. And I think the pandemic and it wasn't all bad because now we have more opportunities and so many more people are in tune to it and many more businesses are actually realizing that it can be done. And now there's so much more opportunities for people to live this type of life. So how do people find work as a, a nomad or as a location independent person like yourself? How do they actually find work? It really depends on what you want to do, right? Because there's different ways to do it. There's definitely job boards. You can obviously go to our website and we show you all of those things, but it really depends. But if you want to work online, the best place to look for it is online, you know, like a simple Google search will do. But I think what people should be asking is how you can stand out and also what type of skills you actually need in order to land these jobs, right? Because with the internet now, you can always Google find all those jobs, but it's another thing to actually land the work. So it really stems in the type of skills that you currently have, how you can use that to land that job that is really important in this case. But, but monetizing a website, a personal website is quite difficult, isn't it? Really, it again, right? It depends on your niche, how long and how hard you're going to work on your website, because we all know nothing really comes easy for a lot of people who are making a lot of money doing that. They've been doing it for several years and it's a lot of trial and error. So it has to be about you persevering. There's going to be a lot of low months, sometimes even years, but that's really the name of the game. There's really no quick thing here. And on your website, you actually help people find work. Is that right? Yes. So our website actually helps people look at different types of online jobs that may be perfect for them. And then we send them to site where they can either apply for them or they can find out more information. And then we also have a weekly newsletter that we actually send out to people that has jobs that they can apply to. So typically, what type of jobs are these? Yeah, absolutely. So it could be really anything from virtual assistant jobs. It could be things like crafters, you know, people like assistants for different types of people, or it could be a, it, honestly, it, it's anything and everything that we give you, right? It's just a matter of what it is that interests you. So it could be online businesses that you want to start. If you're a crafter, you could go to Etsy. If you want to start a virtual assistant position, we have those for you as well. And on your website, I saw there was a, um, a post on the best places to work remotely in the mm -hmm. USA, I think that was. Yes. Yeah. So what what so, would you say are the best places to work remotely? Anywhere that's not expensive in New York is definitely not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> But have you anyone in particular you'd recommend in, in the States? 
Yeah, I mean, I honestly love anywhere down south in the southwest, anywhere that we don't have to pay income tax, like Nevada, Florida, places like that, Texas, where you don't have to pay your income tax, because that's a lot of money that's being taken. I didn't didn't think I knew that in some states you don't pay income tax, right? Yes. I believe there's about five or maybe seven of them that that you don't have to. So those would be good places to, to look at. I had no idea about that. What about other countries in the world? I mean, you can go anywhere. I mean, you yeah. come originally, uh, your, your heritage from the Philippines. Can, can you do it from there? Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, as long as you have an internet, right? You both know this, like you can literally work from anywhere. So again, it depends on what you like. If you like the beach, if you like all of those things, South America and Asia are some of the best spots. But if you like city life, there's probably Eastern Europe. It's not as expensive (laughs) than the rest of Europe. And there's also a lot of really beautiful cities in, in Latin America as well, where you can go to. Do you have any favorite places where you've lived or traveled to? Favorite places that I've traveled to, not necessarily to live in because they're very expensive, is probably Iceland. It's just out of the this world type of scenery. I also love Asia, Southeast Asia. I'm biased to, to the Philippines because I was born there. It's also very cheap. Most everybody speaks English. If you need assistance, you can always hire somebody from there. So I think it's really great for people who are either starting an online business. That's a really great place to be. And yeah, those are some of the best spots for me. And And one of the best places that I always go to is I find little islands. I'm an island girl at heart. Every time I travel solo, I always find little islands to go to, like in the Mediterranean, in Europe. So those are some of my best places that that I travel to. And the Philippines, they are islands, aren't they? Yes. (laughs) Do you have a favorite one there? There's... Too many of them, um, but I guess if I have to say, because I really haven't been to too many, I still have to go back and explore. I would say in the Palawan area, El Nido is really beautiful. That that part of the country is really gorgeous. Now, I know on your website, you said that one of your plans was to take early retirement. I mean, you're far too young to do this, but where would you retire to? when you do? Yeah, I'm actually not sure yet. You know, my husband and I were actually talking about it. And I think we just plan to travel, see a place for a few months. And we like to slow travel. We're not backpackers anymore. And just figure it out that way. So I guess that's how we're going to find out. And it may change. (laughs) And of course, presumably by being a remote worker, you can have as much vacation time as you want or as you can afford. Exactly. I know that in the States, uh, compared to Europe, you have far less annual vacation time than, than we do here. I mean, sometimes people ask us when we're in the States, I remember somebody asked me once, how many weeks a year do you have, Peter? And I was just embarrassed to say, because these people were talking, the people around the dinner table were talking about having two days here, and a national holiday there, and uh, catching up, and maybe making it 10 days in all. So you can actually move into that world and you can have as much vacation time as you want once you're not tied to the corporate desk. Absolutely. And, you know, in the United States, I believe it's what like the standard is two weeks vacation a year. And it's really ridiculous. And that's one of the things that I think about a lot. And what I talk to people about is, 
we shouldn't be living to work. You know, it should be opposite. Like money should be there so that you can have a good life, not so that you can just work the rest of your life and then finally have fun when you're too old to to even do anything. And not even too old. I think when you're in a certain age, travel just means differently for you. You know, when you're young, it's different. When you go, like when you're in your teens, in your 20s, your 30s, 40s and above, like it becomes a different thing. Like there's something else that you're getting from it. And if you're not experiencing that, I think it's something that you're missing out, especially if it's something that you can do. And I do know that travel is a privilege for for us, you know, in the Western world. So if you're not taking advantage of that, I think it, it's such a shame. <laughs> I, I do think that COVID crisis has made us think very carefully about how we spend our time. And, and particularly how we spend our vacation time. And in fact, last week, our episode was uh, all around a, a book called Time and How to Spend It by, by the writer James Warman. And, and his view, backed up by a lot of scientific data, is that experiences are what really matter and what make you healthy and well and live a long life. It's not the vacation time where you go lie on a beach. That's pretty unimportant, actually. It feels good. And we all like doing it. But what you really need are the memories that you get from a travel experience. Yeah. And you know, you, you're both in the travel industry and, and so am I. And we know like after a while of doing this type of business, one beach after a while just looks like another, right? And what really makes it worthwhile are the people that you spend it with. And I definitely agree with you. And I, I definitely went through that transition during the pandemic. And even now, like the people that I spend my time with are the people that are really close to me. And it's so funny that now I'm saying no to things that are really not necessary. And once you start doing that, you realize who you really value and what you really value in your life. And I think it's such a beautiful thing once you do that. And at first, it's very hard, (laughs) because a lot of times, it's hard to say no to things to opportunities. But if once you just align everything to really what you need instead of things, because there's a lot of FOMO out there. So, <laughs> but I think it's so important to, to understand that and to realize that as well. And like you said, Peter, the pandemic has definitely allowed us to see, see that so much more clearly. Before you started the offbeat life, what did you do for a job? I- Yeah. So throughout my whole 20s, I actually tried a ton of different things. Honestly, I wanted to do that because I wanted to really understand where I fit in in this world. I was a photojournalist. I was a gallery assistant in New York City. I was a therapist for children. I was an art teacher. I did so many things. I started and failed three businesses. So it was a lot of exploration. It was a lot of really figuring out who I was. So and definitely not something my parents taught me to do because I'm an immigrant. I come from an immigrant family. So that was a lot of back and forth. But it was probably one of the best things that I've ever done. And I'm so glad that I did that. So you mentioned you had a few failed businesses. Has anything else gone wrong for you? Like on your travels, any disasters? I I don't know. Like I don't really see, especially when it took terms of travel, of course, you know, you'll miss things like flights or things like that. But at the end of the day, once you look back at that, you don't even remember. I don't remember any of that stuff. Honestly, there were moments where we were in the Middle East, and there was like very aggressiveness. But I'm not that type of person that looks back at that and was like, I'm never gonna visit that place again. If anything, it just makes it so much more interesting. Now I have more stories to tell. And that's how I see that that's part of traveling. Because at the end of the day, if it just is perfect all the time, 
time, then you may have just stay in your own town. And so I think the experiences, the the ups and downs of it actually makes you grow. And I think that's really important about traveling is just expecting that and embracing it and embracing your feelings. Sometimes you're angry, you're bad, you're sad, you're lonely, you're you're happy. So I think it's it's a beautiful thing. And if you could take your job with you, of course, you're earning money at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have interviewed some amazing people on your own podcast. I love the episode. I think it was the last one about a guy who traveled all around. Or he traveled about 70,000 miles using public transport. Yeah, it was Eric. I love that episode. He traveled to... I believe that all the seven continents just by bartering his way through it. And it just goes to show you if you have skills and you're willing to use it, you can pretty much do almost anything you want. And he's such an incredible person. And I'm, I was really lucky to, to be able to speak to him about that. We also on our podcast have had people who've traveled in straight, not strange, but amazing ways. We've had one person who cycled from on his bike from New York City to Rio de Janeiro, and another person who went from London to Australia on their bike. Oh, wow, with a cricket with bat, a, carrying a cricket bat. And That's he, amazing. He stopped to play cricket wherever he went he, in different countries. I think he played cricket in 23 countries on the way. I mean, oh, it, could wow. be, it could have been baseball, but it was cricket. But he, oh. uh, he thoroughly enjoyed it, and he made a lot of friends on the way, of course, as you do. And like the guy who traveled from New York City to Rio, he was collecting recipes. And he said, you know, if you just say, people say to you, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm traveling from New York City to, to Rio de Janeiro. That's quite interesting. But if they say, but and I'm collecting recipes along the way, they'd say, oh, you must come and have dinner with us tonight because we've got this great new local recipe around here or you know, traditional food from the area. Uh, you should try it before you leave. So he made friends everywhere he went. <laughs> so if you could choose, where would you be right now? I think as I get older, the place isn't as, as important as the people that I'm with. Obviously, having beautiful backgrounds, all of that stuff. But I've traveled solo often enough to realize that when you don't spend it with the people you love, it kind of lessens the experience because I'm always like, I wish, you know, my husband was here or I wish my best friend was here. So honestly, anywhere that I can relax, laugh, eat really good food, have a good time, it really doesn't matter. But I would say if I had to choose the places that I would go back to, I would say one of them would be Menorca in Spain. It's a little island. And I did a solo travel there. And I really want to take my husband there because it was a really, really beautiful place. And I did a lot of, oh, I wish he was here for this. Like just beautiful moments, amazing food, incredible people. Another place I would definitely go back and explore more is the Philippines. <laughs> and I would love to... I don't know. There's just so many different places, but I guess I could start with those two. <laughs> and is your husband from the Philippines as well? No, he's actually from here in the US. He's American. <laughs> so your next vacation, would it be to one of those places you mentioned, Menorca or the Philippines or somewhere else? Yeah, I'm not sure because everything is kind of up in the air right now in terms of traveling. But I honestly, to tell you the truth, recently, my husband, well, especially with me, because I'm always the one that's like, come on, let's go travel. I've actually just been appreciating things that are more local. And in the US, I think before the pandemic, I was just really into like, finding the most exotic places and the most far away places. And now I'm like, I need to actually see where 
I am. I need to understand what's here because I didn't do that when I was in the Philippines. There's foreigners that go there and they know way more than me than the country that I was born. And I don't want to do that for the United States. So I think I would like to do a lot more things that are in the U.S. Maybe visit some more states, go to maybe Alaska and what see what it's like to hunt. I don't know. <laughs> just Just try new things. And I think it would be really interesting. I think me too. I've spent my life traveling the world. I've been not everywhere, but almost everywhere. But the country I know least probably is my own because you're always working, always traveling somewhere else. And just recently, we've been starting to have some what we call stay vacations here, where you're staying in the country rather than traveling because we can't. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating. It's a really beautiful place. There are bits of it I really appreciate now that I didn't before. Yeah, I I would agree with you. I think England is one of the most beautiful places that I've been to because of your countryside. One of my best friends actually lives there. And I used to visit her before the pandemic at least once a year. And I would always do like solo travels because she lives in London. I would just take trains just to go off and do mini hikes, just see the little countrysides that you have. And it has so much history, so much beauty. And I know most like people are like, I don't like English food. I'm like, like, I love English food. I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think it's delicious. I, I think the history there is just so incredible. Like the architecture that you have is one of the best. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, actually, <laughs> we find it the other way around. We love coming to the United States because it's so different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like something that you don't know is often more interesting in a way. Yes. It? Yeah, absolutely. If people want to find your podcast and your website, what's your website called again? Absolutely. So if you want to find out more about what I do, my podcast, more resources and how to start working online, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com. It has all of that. You can also sign up for my newsletter where I send out online jobs that you can apply to every week. And we also have some checklists if you want to learn how to get your remote resume going so you can land those jobs as well. That sounds really helpful. Going back to the podcast and your website, revenue streams, various different revenue streams. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, absolutely. So I, for me, the way I started and created income from my business was really through my podcast, right? So when I first started, I believe the first two years, 80% of my income was coming from podcast sponsorship. And then the last year and a half, and also digital products, the last year and a half, actually this year, because of the pandemic, I really wanted to make sure that my income streams were more passive. Um, so now I'm able to create income from podcast ads, affiliate marketing, ads on the website, digital products. So there's different ways that I've been creating income and I'm really trying to get 90% of my income into passive income at this point. And if someone wanted to start a podcast, you'd be able to help them do that? Yeah, absolutely. I actually have another website called howtocreatepodcast.com. So it's very easy. We have a lot of free resources there as well. Debbie Arcangelis, thank you very much for coming on the show. And we wish you the very best of luck in this hopefully post-COVID world. Yes, thanks so much, Peter and Feliz. I really appreciate you both. That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our website, actionpacktravel.com, or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peter at actionpacktravel.com. 
Until next week, stay safe. And I am you. You are me. It's just a crazy storm.